Meet Parker Bennett, real estate agent. Parker loves cabinets. Parker has a background in building inspections, so he knows houses. This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Hey, welcome everybody to the ever informative Kamloops Real Estate Insider podcast. Today I'm chatting with Ben Coulihan and Don Mugridge of Central Agencies Limited. They've recently opened up an insurance branch here in Kamloops called Team Coolridge for obvious reasons. And today we're discussing what could be considered the next condo crisis since the leaky condo era of the early 90s. All over BC, underwriters that are insuring strata properties are raising premiums and claims deductibles to unaffordable and unreasonable amounts of money. If you're a strata owner, especially from a higher risk complex with maybe some deferred maintenance or past claims history, you are definitely going to want to check out this podcast. So stay tuned. Let's see what these guys have to say. So welcome to the podcast. Thank Thanks you very for much. having us. Real Estate Insider Podcast. And this week we're chatting with uh, a couple of uh, new business folks who have started a new insurance business. Correct? Correct. What's Correct. the name of the business? It's called Central Agencies. They're out of Vancouver. They've been around for 30 years, but this is a branch in Kamloops that we're launching. So, And we are Team Cool Ridge. We are Team Cool Ridge. That. That's right. And I figured mm-hmm. out how that came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, let, okay, let's back it up. Um, Central Agencies is like a corporate franchisable entity. Is that what it is? Sort of franchise because in insurance you have to work for an agency, which is your broker agent. Um, So similar with you with Royal LePage, for instance, they give you your market access and that kind of stuff. That's what Central Agencies is doing for us. They're our our licensee or head license. Uh, And then through that, that gives us the access to the markets that we can sell insurance through. Okay. So they're the ones that negotiate all of the contracts with your big players like Intact and CNS and such. Awesome. Okay. And how long have you guys been rolling now? About two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks is a partnership, mm-hmm. yeah. Super fresh. Yeah. Yes. And you're hanging out in the Royal Page office. It's good. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's where the cool people hang out. <laughs> so that's what we like to think. That's anyways. right. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about yourselves. Maybe start with, uh, with you, Ben. I'm from Melbourne, Australia originally. Uh, my wife is born and raised in Kamloops. That's what our attraction to here was. We got uh, some family in town, so... It made sense to have kids here. Um, I love skiing, love golfing, so usually enjoying the outdoors here. Uh, that was part of the attraction as well. Um, been in insurance for six years now. Uh, I've had several different careers, uh, going from IT and customer service in hotels and such through to a few different things before landing in uh, the world of insurance. Okay. So, yeah. And when you say, um, I noticed like on your pamphlet here, you guys really made a point of saying... This was going to be a service-oriented business for you guys, right? Absolutely. That's what you guys want to focus on? Correct. Mm-hmm. And Correct. Dawn, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm born and raised in British Columbia and in Kamloops for the last 14 years. About 34 years in insurance now. Oh, wow. Right out of high school, I got into insurance. And um, the interesting thing is for many years, it was just a job for me. And then one day I realized what's really great about this job is that I get to build relationships, connect with people, educate them, help them, and really be there for them to protect their most important assets. And that's when I really started to love this job. And it became more than a job, but a career for me. And Mm -hmm. now being able to work for myself with Ben, who has the same philosophy, is just amazing. 
and we're having so much fun. We make a good team. We mm. do make a great yeah. team, yes. And as far as interests, I do love the community. I volunteer in the community. My boyfriend's heavily involved with Rotary, and uh, we do a lot of great things with the Rotary Club, Daybreak Rotary, and that's kind of my passion aside from work. Cool. My kids are adults, so they don't need me so much. So maybe just give a quick school if there's people listening who don't know what Rotary is. Rotary is a service group in Kamloops. There are many different Rotary clubs. We're involved with the Daybreak Rotary and um, <coughs> do lots of great things like the Rib Fest, Crab Fest, mm-hmm. Power Start. We help kids get to school who may not get to school, give them breakfast and ride the bus with them, which is one of the things I love to do. Days for Girls, which is a great organization I volunteer with as well in town here. We make products for girls in third world countries who don't have access to feminine hygiene. So it's an an amazing program. Days for Girls, check them out. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard about that one. Hmm. Um, I have spent time at a Rotary meeting, though, for sure, 100%. Um, Right out of high school. Yes. Right into the insurance world. Exactly. Did you have family in insurance? Uh, Well, interestingly, I had an older sibling who was in insurance. And uh, my mom said, you know, if you're not going to go to university, this is a really solid, good job. Right. And... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, I cool. started doing the road running, actually, doing car insurance at the car dealerships down in the Lower Mainland. Road, you call that road running? Road running, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you sell ICBC insurance from one car dealership to the next. We had pagers on our, okay, in our yeah, pockets. Yeah. The pagers. Yeah. Pagers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in the late 80s, early 90s, and you were 12 hours a day on call. Right. It was a lot of fun, too. Cool. The reason I got you guys over here today was um, this is kind of like new breaking insurance maybe potentially going to be like the new um, leaky condo issue Mm. it's not like a a mechanical issue but um, for the sense of like if you look back in the last 25 years into real estate what are some of the big headaches that we've had over the years I think 2008 we had like a a serious downturn on real estate uh, which we've very comfortably bounced back from. Mm-hmm. And if you go back further, the last negative thing that really happened around real estate was the leaky condo crisis. This could be the next thing, at least for strata owners, mm. because we're walking into a situation now um, that's basically unfolding right in front of us where insurance companies don't want to insure large buildings or high-risk buildings. True. Right, And just jump in and correct me if, if, I, if I'm no, stepping on line. Um this has probably started how long ago? Oh, Couple this months? came out of the blue. Wow. When did we first hear about it? I'd say probably two to three months ago is when it started to make headlines. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's kind of been building, I'd say, over the last two years of the claims have just been endless right. uh, for a lot of insurance companies. Um, you look at this, the windstorm that happened in Vancouver a couple, uh, before Christmas, um, things like that that have just been one thing after another. It seems like every time Vancouver seems to think they're recovering, that something else comes through. Okay. Um, and that started this because you also look at the the big risk for Vancouver going forward is earthquake. Right. Is this kind of where the insurance companies are really starting to bolster themselves to say, you know what, we're paying a ton of claims in windstorms and rainstorms. What the hell happens if, if the, big one, the happens. big one happens? Yeah. So... So let's back it up. Let's let's make this more. Um, if you're listening to this and you own a Strata company or you're uh, uh, on Strata for 
a high rise, a low rise, does it matter? Or is every strata a condo potentially... A condo to the insurance industry, whether you're in a high rise called an apartment condo or a townhouse, townhouse condo, it's the same product. So the insurance companies are going to look at them all the same. Okay. The real big difference that you see within that is like bare land strata. Right. Bare where land people, strata. people are still taking care of their own house. Yeah. Um, it's, the strata is just for the roads. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Um, 1970s built high-rise structures in Vancouver, all kinds of them, right? There Tons were. of them. Huge building area right there. And from the news that I got from Global was that there was like 8,000 or 10,000 stratas that are predicted to be affected by this where they're either going to have 300, 400, 500 times the, the, the strata fees for their insurance hmm. or they're just not going to be able to get insurance at all. Exactly. If your plumbing pipes in your building are 30, 40 years old and you haven't replaced them, insurance companies are going to look at that and say, why should we take on that risk? You haven't taken care of that. You haven't replaced your plumbing pipes. So we don't want to take on that risk. So those stratas with older plumbing, heating, air conditioning systems, electrical systems should really be maintaining their properties better. Right. Which is following the depreciation report to a T. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, BC was one of the last provinces in Canada. Uh, oh, I take that back. There is one other province that hasn't, that hasn't uh, mandated depreciation reports for all strata companies. But backing it up, BC was the second last province to, to make it mandatory that every strata has a depreciation report, including uh, even Bearland strata, because um, what a lot of people don't realize is a huge fee when it comes time to change your parking lots and pavement, which usually what falls into the Bearland strata mm-hmm. issue as opposed to like a building where you have you know, water egress and plumbing issues, electrical issues and roof issues and elevators and all kinds of goodies that can get expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met with the Condo Homeowners Association back in 2015, which was when they mandated that every condo was to have a depreciation report. I think it was by December 15th or 16th of 2015. And I had a huge discussion with them about we're like, where did this come from? Because we were we were new to it. We just assumed like, if you buy a Strata, you know, if something happens, you just buck up. It's like owning a house. It's right. it, you know, it is what it is, right? Yep. A good story that I heard was, um, and I don't know the gal's name or where exactly this happened, but I think it happened in Kelowna, where it was a um, a retired lady who had owned a Strata in a newer development, where her she was on fixed payments, fixed her her income was fixed. Okay, and she had to foreclose because there was a special assessment of like seventy five hundred bucks that she just couldn't come up with the money, so she had to foreclose on her unit. That hit the media, didn't seem very fair. She had no idea that she was walking into a strata where there could be a special assessment coming, or they were underfunded, and it was a very typical thing. I think it was a a roof issue that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're talking about insurance, maybe getting special assessments for insurance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, I just did a deal where the insurance was just renewed in January of this year, 2020. And it looks clean. looks like there's no issues there. Yep. Should a real estate agent be telling their buyers that we need to be careful not only for this year, but what's going to happen next year with the insurance? Should I would say so, yeah. Because it's the, it's the whole market is being affected by these price increases. It's going to be the strata deductibles that are going to be the iffy thing of whether or not there's claims and things like that that are pushing them more. 
Let's explain that. So, so what happens is each person has within the strata, you, the corporation has their policy that covers the physical building um, for any kind of loss. And on those policies, they make the deductibles usually quite high, one to keep them affordable for people that are living there. But then what happens if you have a loss, then they push the deductible up because they're worried that there's going to be multiple losses and therefore they want to make sure they're still making money from that policy. So what is regular as an Water deductible, for instance, for most people is $25,000. But we're seeing that $25,000 being bumped to fifty or hundred for places that have had losses. In the lower mainland, they're seeing that being a lot more substantial, where it's getting into $250,000, $300,000 for a water loss deductible. But what happens is the individual condo owner, they buy their policy that covers their personal property in their space, um, but it also then covers them for that deductible. So if they get assessed that deductible, they've got the coverage uh, for the $25,000, and then, which is standard for most insurance companies to carry. And then if you require more, you can bump it up. The big problem we're seeing at the moment is most companies won't allow you to bump it up beyond $100,000. Right. So, so th- that deductible is being covered by that for lower ones, but not for the outlandish ones that are getting above $100,000. Okay, so let's... For simplicity, let's just say there is a 15-story apartment building in Kamloops, mm-hmm. and it was maybe built a while ago, so it has older electrical, older plumbing, older guts, right? Yep. And typically, there would be a deductible of, let's say, $150,000 from the Strata company, right? Okay, yep. So you would have, if I was a homeowner, and I had a water tank blow on the weekend, and no one was around, and that water was draining all through, and it took... 17 hours to figure out where the water was coming from and shut off and I've now affected 14 units have water damage drywall insulation flooring ceilings some electrical issues all that etc and let's say the insurance company comes in have their adjuster come in and they're going there right now (laughs) (laughs) there's a problem they're on route (laughs) so let's say the insurance adjuster goes in there and damage ends up being $350,000, $350,000, okay? The insurance deductible on that would be, let's say, $150,000. Would that be a normal one? That's a little high at this point, okay. but say right now in Kamloops, there are some at 100000 Okay. So the unit owner would be responsible for all damages up to the first $100,000. Right. So if their policy only covers $25,000, they're out of pocket $75,000. Right. And that's the crisis that we're seeing right now. And then in Vancouver, they're going up at over 100000 Actually, $750,000 is the highest strata building deductible so far. And And there's no limit. No limit. There's nothing that is controlling the insurance companies, stopping them from doing that. They're independently owned companies, and they can set out whatever rules and guidelines they wish. So do you think this is a collaborated effort from them? Like, do you think that major underwriters are sitting down going, listen, let's all do this? Well, it's kind of an evolution thing. It's like a, a train. One does, one sets the, right. the, tra- on the thing on the track, and then yeah. the next one kind of joins, and then the next mm-hmm. one, and then no one wants to be left behind. Everybody mm-hmm. holding, holding those high risks. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, well, as soon as one does it, then another one, and another one, and then... There just aren't enough markets in British Columbia, not enough insurance companies to take on those risks. Um, is there foreign ownership in these companies that 
make it the same in Washington State? Is this a BC no, thing? This is a Canada thing. It's the thing. yeah. I, I did a little research on the um, insurance insurance bureau of Canada, and in 2018, the insurance companies across Canada actually paid out more in losses than they collected in premiums, which right. is shocking, and that's the first time that's ever happened in history. So insurance companies are there to make money. Their companies, you know, like all of us, they want to put money in their back pocket and then have enough money to pay those catastrophic losses. And I think they're afraid that the pendulum has swung the other way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just like minutely, incrementally moving up and, you know, they've just said, let's take all the high risk stuff right out of the equation, mm-hmm. make yes. it super inaccessible for strata companies to purchase our product. We'll get rid of all the yuck. We'll yep. keep all the, the cream, and then it's... That's we'll exactly what they're doing. You got it. Right. Yeah. So realistically, a 50-unit townhouse complex is probably not going to be affected as much by this. really depends on their loss history. Right. If they've had some bad luck, you know, someone bumps a sprinkler and then floods the place, someone leaves a tap on in a tub and floods the place, those sorts of things, then they're going to, they will have some impact. But if they have a clean history, then they won't be impacted so badly. Right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm aware of uh, an apartment building in Abbotsford um, that had recently replaced all their plumbing. And it was copper plumbing. I was really interested in this because a family member who owns this property and they told me that they were getting a special assessment and they were ripping walls to change copper plumbing. And I just, I come from an inspection background, so I, I couldn't understand why you would replace 40-year-old copper plumbing when we don't really even know when the expected life of that. Mm-hmm. It it's literally could be forever, mm. right? At least right now. Um, and it came back to, they were trying to present a better run building for their insurance because actually the insurance was ridiculous already. This is before the crisis. Right. Right. So they're already trying to be proactive about, you know, getting things tittled up and, and maybe they had few losses that were just ironic to that, that. Yeah. And moving forward, that's what the strata building councillors are really going to have to do. They're going to have to follow those depreciation reports and they're going to have to clean up any um, issues that need to be cleaned up so that they can present that risk to the insurance companies as we are proactive. We're not just going to rely on luck or bad luck as to whether or not we need to use our insurance policy. Do you guys write corporate policies for, I don't know, corporate strata um, policies for like a 50-unit apartment building? At central agencies, there are quite a few of those insured. We haven't, as of yet, in Kamloops, being that we're just starting out and be stepping into the commercial insurance. But that's still going to be in your school of... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. So... um, Jeez, I'm trying trying to think of like a scenario where a company somewhere is going to step up and say, hey, there's a market here now for all these people that can't get insurance. (laughs) How how do we improve the system so that the insurance company still makes a bit of money, but yet we have this market of like these people? Because I hear right now that there's people that are like on month-to-month policies with their strata insurance because they don't have a renew in place. Exactly. The... um Condo Homeowners Association did have a blurb online that the only thing that's really going to change that right now is if the government steps up and puts into place insurance similar to ICBC and just does a government insurance policy. That's not going to happen. But that is enough. not going to happen. <laughs> but every, everyone loves ICBC. Why wouldn't you want your condo on that? Yeah. Right. So that's 
the kind of big thinking that they're doing to right. try and come up with a solution. So there isn't an immediate solution, unfortunately. Have you, have you guys ever owned a Strata before? No. Mm. Okay. I have. Um, it's very political in that things move extremely slow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I can only imagine you go to renew your insurance policy, they come back with you this crazy amount of money, and you go back to your meeting, like this, the resolution is just not going to happen that fast, right? And so is there any strata companies that don't have insurance right now? Is that a possibility? That is a definite mm-hmm. possibility in Vancouver, for sure. Do you guys know of any? Um, not personally or directly, but there's been talk at our agency level of people dealing with that right now right. and struggling to, you know, if Hub can't insure someone and Capri can't and, uh, is it BML? Mm-hmm. If they can't, who can? Those are the biggest brokers in BC. Right. And um, they have some risks that they cannot insure. That's the same. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, though, in the market that it's like any business opportunity. When someone recognizes you can make some money, someone will come in to help out. Right. They'll, they'll be paying a hefty premium for it, but it's going to give coverage. But it's also going to come into play with maybe they're going to want to see some extra work done from the worker, from the owners of these condos to actually comply with the insurance policy. Because right. in the past, probably what, 15 years, insurance has been pretty much, oh, we've got a bit of a water loss, let's claim that under insurance. Right. Um, or someone broke a window, let's claim that under insurance. And it's getting to the point where it's like insurance is being used for everything, not just those the major things Major things Plus that you... scams. Exactly, throw in some scams in there as well, and all of a sudden the insurance companies are like, why are we paying a claim for a thousand bucks? I just, I don't feel bad for insurance companies. I feel like if you were to look at the, from the start of time to now, you probably see they've benefited more than they haven't, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard anything about insurance packages being bottled up and sold as guaranteed investments? No. So like underwriters like would take... Um, maybe some private sector company would would purchase five packages, insurance packages, and they would hold the risk for this. In the background, your underwriter would still be, you know, the person who still transacts the whole process, but it's actually somebody else, like a private investment, that's taking the risk assessment on that mm-hmm. on that actual. Not in that kind of small packages, no. um, because at the end of the day, in the insurance world, you have um, what they call reinsurers. And these are your big financial corporations that are working in the background that are international as well um, that will say, you know what, um, CNS, you need to make sure you're going to cover all of this earthquake coverage. We'll sell you that reinsurance at a certain rate for the amount that you need. Uh, so those companies exist out there, but they're a, they're a massive scale. So you could probably buy stocks and such in those companies, but right. not, not on a, such a small yeah, not just like on a couple buildings, correct? Mm-hmm. But like on a, a hundred buildings. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, as a real estate agent, I'm really cautious to know how this affects my business. Like, I want to know: Do I do something different in a typical transaction to protect a buyer who's moving into, let's say, a higher risk building? We do have lots of older buildings here in Kamloops too, right. mm-hmm. not at the scale of Vancouver, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Camels did have a big boom in the 70s as well, and we do have lots of low-rise and high-rise, we call Mm -hmm. high-rise, buildings that would fall Mm -hmm. into that category of having older plumbing, older electrical, older building systems, right? Exactly. So I'm curious to know if 
freedom of information would allow a real estate agent to write in a contract that uh, we need a letter from the insurer indicating if there's been any major loss in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or just to itemize it, like, yeah, we've had four losses. At least then if you're going in, even if the insurance premium is good today, mm-hmm. we're going to be like, down the road, this is going to be a problem. Because that's information we don't have. Right. Correct. Right? Because yeah. the that's disclosure, yeah, it is a good idea. This disclosure is only to that particular unit when you're asking things about that unit. Whereas really on that disclosure, you should be able to ask, has this strata corporation had insurance claims or losses or water losses um, in the past 10 years. 10 years is generally. Yeah. And then that along with, you should also be able to get your hands on the depreciation report and their insurance policy and those three things hand in hand is what yeah. a, a prudent purchaser should review prior to buying that townhouse t- And they, townhouse and they or do condo. usually get the depreciation report. The problem is, is that because they were mandated in 2015, a lot of them have old depreciation reports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a 2014-15 depreciation report, it's not as valid anymore. Not to mention the fact that a depreciation report is this theoretical idea that's not totally fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some clarity. If you have a stucco building in Kamloops, that has a life expectancy of 45 years, that, that stucco. I promise you, you're not going to replace your stucco in 45 years. Right. You might do general maintenance to it and fix it and paint it and all kinds of things that, that cost money, yeah. but you're not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to you know, peel off the stucco but that's going to be in your depreciation report because it's a theoretical thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I mean, there's a number of things, but whatever. Even a building in general from an insurance company has a life expectancy. Right. So what happens when the building's out of life expectancy? Do we just toss it? Build new? Keep just, up on your depreciation report from then? We just charge a <laughs> lot more insurance. Right. Tons of insurance. <laughs> all kinds of insurance. Mm-hmm. So as a buyer, can you buy insurance to cover your insurance deductible? We're working on that right now, actually. As we speak, there is an insurance company in British Columbia that is coming up with a program. And it will likely be a program that you could buy separately, standalone, which isn't necessarily part of your current condo policy. And it will pick up that coverage gap between your $100,000 deductible and whatever the strata building has, which may be half a million. Right. So that's coming. That's in the works right now. That'll probably really take off. It will. For sure. Why didn't we think of that? You need a big, <laughs> deep pocket to be able to move that sure off. You would sure need yeah. that, yeah. for sure. So I have some rental properties, and um, this whole thing puts anxiety in my stomach because it's, it's pretty much a rental building. There's all kinds of losses that happen all the time. Now, tenant insurance, if you have a tenant in there, mm-hmm. and their tenant, let's say your tenant has the dishwasher leak, Okay. There is a coverage there that would cover so that as an owner, you're not paying the actual deductible. They actually pay the deductible. Sort of transfers the deductible from the strata company directly to them. Are you familiar with that? The tenant, I believe, would have to be negligent in a situation like that for their policy to take over for you, the owner. Oh, you're and telling me stuff I don't want to hear. Dishwasher, <laughs> dishwasher leaking can't be their negligence. It would actually be the condo owner's responsibility. But they put sausages on the stove and they forget and they run out to run an errand and start a fire. They're now negligent. Their policy, their legal liability will kick in. Mm. Um, They turn on the tap 
plug the sink, forget about it and run out of the house again, flood your home, those types of things. Okay. So I do believe there would have to be some negligence on the part of the tenant at that point. Interesting. News to me. That's why we do these podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got so much anxiety in my belly, I want to run into the insurance company right now. I bet you in that building that we have, we've had at least two claims a year mm-hmm. since I've owned it. And I've owned it for the better part of 10 years. Right. Okay. Claims are not drastic. But twenty and $30,000 claims, all kinds of them. And, and that's high enough to be going through that strata building policy. Right. The corporation's not just paying it out of the contingency fund. I looked it up today. September is when we renew. Okay. Okay. So I guess I got a property coming up in the market. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bonus if you take possession before September. <laughs> I wonder how that affects now properties. Like, I'm really curious to know. Um, so you have three buildings. They're identical. Same developer built them, and they built them one, two, three. And for some reason, when the strata was formed, one of them became a no rentals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just purely for the fact, not put down rentals, but purely for that fact, they've had a better uh, run strata and maybe they've spent more on updates and upgrading and they just haven't had as many claims. Now the unit right next door, that other building, penthouse unit, we're talking two penthouse units, that's had claims, I'm, I'm, wa- I'm wondering how that will be realized uh, on the listing price. Like when will that become a part of... Because right now we don't have that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We see two units. It's got granite. It's got granite. I, beautiful mm. view, beautiful view. I so think it would be indicated on your strata maintenance fee that you're paying every month because if the building that's owner-occupied, if they're only paying 300 bucks a month, yet the one next door with the renters is paying 600 or $700 a month in maintaining that strata and making sure they've got insurance, I think it's evident that people are going to probably either pay more for the penthouse that's got right. the cheaper or someone's going to offer a lot less for the penthouse with the seven. And see, we just haven't seen that, those numbers yet. Mm. Yeah. We haven't seen right. weird monthly assessments from homeowners association yet. We just haven't yeah. seen it. Whereas if you go to like Phoenix or you go to Sun Peaks or Whistler or whatever, Vancouver, mm. I mean, you know, you can walk into one that has $1,100 a month. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. might be a good thing. It might not be that they've had issues. They're just planning for the storm. Could be. Correct. Right? Yeah. And I think the more education gets out there to the public and these stories get out in the news, the general public is going to buy smarter. They're going to stop and think, hmm, which building should I buy? The one that has had multiple claims, if they do have access to that information or if they know their realtor giving them that information, or should I buy the one that's maybe $10,000 more expensive but has been owner-occupied? No one is ever going to treat your home like you do. And that's why tenanted buildings aren't kept up the same because it's just a common sense. Uh, when you rent your home out, no one cares for it like you care for your stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's a car or a home. Um, so I think the buyers are going to get more savvy. Right. Do you think that right now insurance companies are doing enough due diligence on single-family detached homes for a risk assessment, that that would never, this problem would never walk into single-family homes? Not necessarily, because I think that the single-family homeowners have also utilized the insurance industry a little too much, making those claims that really should have been self-absorbed. Um, and people like you and me living in those detached homes, they need to start maintaining their homes keeping them, keeping reports of all of 
their, the maintenance they do on their home, absorbing those small claims, you know, taking a higher deductible. You can take a $5,000 deductible yourself on your home and absorb all of those claims under that amount, and that would be probably a prudent thing to do. Yeah. Because it, it can, it's one industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it sure. can filter over somewhat, not as devastatingly. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good news for yep, single yeah. family detached homeowners. Yeah, we should mm-hmm. all take responsibility for those little things in life. Is there going to be a big earthquake in Vancouver in the next 10 years? They're definitely saying so. It's a, it's a when, not if situation. Right. And it will be devastating. <clears throat> Absolutely. It will be. But there has been an awful lot of earthquakes on the coast lately, mm-hmm. smaller ones, right? Yeah, there's been a ton off the island. Like Haida Gwaii and that, mm-hmm. those areas have been hit with all kinds of little ones which should... <laughs> Free it up. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Keep, keeps it moving, and then the big one doesn't necessarily. Could maybe people just... love the idea that there's tragedy on the way, though. But if you gobble mm. that up in the news, the media takes yeah. a hold of that, and it, I don't know. I've seen some um, information on devastation, like earthquakes and whatnot, and. Yeah, people shouldn't want that. It's going to be terrible. People in Vancouver need to plan for. 10 days before anyone comes to help you. Right. You should have 10 days of clean, fresh water, shelter, food. And how many actually have that together? 5%. The statistics say 5%. So a lot of the emergency uh, responders in Vancouver live in Abbotsford and Chilliwack. They don't make enough money to buy downtown Vancouver. All of the overpasses will be down. Right. They're going to get to Vancouver on foot. Let's face it. They're not going to get on transit. Um, The West Coast Express is not going to be running. Transit won't be running. And uh, SkyTrain is supposed to handle a big one. Is that right? Okay. It was built built to. Yes. Whether it does or not. Yeah. The bicycle, it'll be the end of the earth. There'll be people on bicycles. Yes. Just them. That's right. And Teslas. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be set, Parker. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate the information. Now, you guys in your business don't just do condo homeowners insurance. What else do you guys do? No, we do travel medical insurance. We'll do boats, um, RVs. Is there anything you don't do? We don't do ICBC decals. Okay. So you can't just insure your car through us. That's like a, that's not a moneymaker anyways, is it? And it won't be very long until ICBC is actually letting us renew online. They're putting the policies and the procedures into place to do that. So that'll be near future yeah, stuff. Why would you need to go in anyways? Hmm. A lot of places have eliminated decals and things like that. So right. it's a matter of time. Yeah, if you go traveling, nobody has decals. Like in the States, they don't, I, don't, I don't think they have decals in the States. They have, sometimes they have decals like that you stick on your car. Mm-hmm. Like on okay. the window, that yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you guys pretty much do everything. Yep. yep. Do you have pet insurance? Wow. I haven't sourced pet <laughs> insurance at this point. I'm sure we do, though. I'm sure we can find I'm someone. I'm sure we do. We have yeah. 90 markets when you look at everything from very high risk to the average everyday stuff. So okay. we can find it. I couldn't believe that there was pet insurance out there, but you can get insurance on your pet. So you, yes, you know, yeah. and do it. I had an old English bully, and I, when we first got him, we were like, well, we should get insurance. No, I'm not going to pay 30 bucks a month. Like, he'll be fine. Yes, allergies. I'm talking about 
on a good month, it was about $1,000 that we spent on our wow. bulldog. On a bad month, upwards of three grand. Like, insurance would have come in handy. Yeah. Wow. Get pet insurance. That'll be the <laughs> next <you> crisis. <laughs> Your reds aren't allowed to get insurance. They're too expensive. Probably. Yeah. Mm. So if I have clients or if any listener wants to get a hold of you, how do they find you? Where do they get, where do they go? You can go to www.teamcoolridge.ca um, or you can just look up Central Agencies Limited BC and our website will pop up or, or our company website and then uh, just phone the number. Uh, my phone number directly is 778-399-0760. And mine is 778-765-0003. Okay, we can put yes. that in the link. Love it. Thank you. Do you want to just quickly, I mean, I know where it came from, but do you want to discuss the, uh, the Cool Ridge name? Oh, okay. So my last name is Coolahan. Dawn's is Mogridge. So right. together we are Cool Ridge. Nice. You have your thing there. I do. I have something for you guys. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, this was the, this was the, uh, you actually won, Ben. You actually wow. was pulled at the old oh, house. Serious? <laughs> yeah, so we got a bottle of rose from uh, Monty Creek Wine. Fantastic. Thank you very Good much. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So uh, do enjoy. Thank you well, so much. Dude. Yeah. I thought about bringing it out at the beginning of the podcast and then we'd really get into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple cups here. <laughs> Anyways, no I appreciate fight. you guys coming in again. And Thanks thank for you having so much us. And best yeah. of luck in your new ventures. And, uh, and you guys are located at Royal LePage West when downtown at 322, 322, 322 Seymour Street. That's yes. exactly right. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Take care, guys. Thanks, thank you very too. much, Parker. Thanks. <laughs> Call Parker Bennett now for your complimentary home evaluation. 